What's up, everybody? Welcome to the SauceCast. We have Jacob McCord, an Empower legend. If you don't know his name, now you know. He's been here since the beginning almost. We're so stoked to have him. On top of that, we have Kaiden Hansen, the director of the RIP Org. Thanks, both of you guys, for being here. Super stoked to be here. Super glad to have McCord. Always an opportunity to have McCord on the screen. I've known McCord for so long. He's been one of my best homies for a long time. And uh, one thing that I always say to McCord every time I, he answers the phone is Trabahar, just because he's always ready to work and, and get going. Dude, I love that. And McCord, thanks for being here to you as well, dude. Happy to be here, guys. This is going to be fun. Bro, McCord is so unassuming. Like, you hear how calm he is? Like, happy to be here. It's going to be fun. Like, so professional, so unassuming. And this guy freaking rips dills, dude. <laughs> it's so funny because your calm demeanor, no one would know that you are an animal in every area of your life. On the basketball court, on the doors, everything you do, you go all out. So I'm super excited to talk to you today, dude. Appreciate it, man. Um, before we jump into that, Kaiden and McCord, you guys have a little history. I mean, Kaiden, you literally were the one that got McCord out here. He's not only in your org, but you recruited him to Empower. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you were kind of the only guy that trained him out there. I mean, you were one of them, right? For sure. McCord's, McCord's one of the OGs of the guys out in Victorville that had that experience of like where empower got its roots of working in victorville out in the high desert the hot sun the dry the the ghetto like he started there with that team with me and thomas and just some of those people that were out there um i remember mccord's first week he came out and he just wanted to see the money he just mm -hmm. wanted to see it actually happen because he was just at that point he was just too mature and too smart to just like buy into something without seeing it physically happen and be done so I ended up having to take him to a few deals, a few different, a few different houses. We, he shadowed me to a few appointments. He shadowed me knocking. And then after the day, like when McCord really, when it came down to it, what he really decided, when he decided if he wanted to work here or not, I had to just show him my actual like Google sheet commission sheet. <laughs> and of just, the deals you sold. Just, yeah. Just highlight the, that column and show like, all right, dude, it's totaled right here. And he saw that. And I think at that point, that's when McCord was like, you know what? I'm going to put off some of these things that I have going on and, and work here. Is that kind of right, McCord, or am I assuming? Yeah, it is. It's, it's funny thinking about those early days. Um, I do. I remember graduating from school, and I mean, you were always telling me you were making big money, and I, I believed you, but I wasn't really listening, you know, and I, I do. I remember, coming out. I, I remember getting my teeth kicked in my first week. I don't think yes. I... I think I had maybe one deal closed and then they shopped us and we had to drop the price. And I think I ended up making like 200 bucks and I <laughs> knocked a lot of doors my first week, but you did. I, I, uh, I told you to break out that 1099 and if it was as good as you said, I would, I would come out and do it. And, you know, sure enough, you had, you had Dude. pulled in some good money. So that was it. The rest was history. I love that, bro. I remember, um, where I was in this is I had just left Victorville. I was selling with you guys. I had just left and headed home just to recruit and try and grow the company. And I ran into McCord at a go-kart place. <laughs> I ran into him at literally the, uh, the grid, like racetrack thing. And I'm like, bro, are you going to go out there and sell? Like, I mean, we, I keep hearing your name and everyone talks about you and how big of a stud you are. And he's like, maybe I will. I might just need to do it. Kyan's been talking to me about it. And we went to lunch together and kind of the rest was history. And there were so many opportunities that McCord had at that time. So I can see why he was 
kind of confused and trying to figure it all out. So with that being said, let's jump into your bio. I want to read a little bit about McCord and who he is just to kind of answer a lot of questions. There's so many people listening to this that probably don't know you. I mean, your name is all over the place. In the highlight video, you're always there. And so they've heard your name, but they don't know your story. And you've been kind of unassuming and low-key lately. The last 18 months have been kind of a whirlwind for you for a lot of different reasons. So I want to throw out a little bio on who Jacob McCord is. He's kind of a nice, good friend, and everyone needs to know this guy. So you're a third-year rep in Empower, and you've consistently crushed it. Like, since day one, you have been on top of the leaderboards. But you have kind of a unique story. You're born on the island of Maui, and then you moved to Oahu, the other island in Hawaii, at two years old, and you lived there till you're around 16. That's insane. That, that alone just shows that you lived in a very unique place where you were forced to kind of be making friends, and you're kind of the outcast a little bit probably. And that probably started your, <laughs> and that probably started your journey of people skills, right? What did you say? I had, I had all of uh, Mana's Hawaiian cousins beat me up as I was growing up. <laughs> Freaking Howie, dude! Get out of here, that's right, man. <laughs> dude. That's one of those things that like you either make friends or you get beat up, right? Like so, you've either gotta you gotta get in quick in the islands. Totally. <laughs> and so McCord, that's where his roots were. But when you were 16, you ended up moving to Saratoga Springs, Utah. And you went to high school at Westlake High School, played basketball there, and kind of finished up your high school experience in Utah, right? Yeah. And then after high school, McCord served an LDS mission in Chihuahua, Mexico. He was there with multiple current Empower reps that eventually brought him here. Kaiden, who's on the podcast, was one of them. Same mission, Chihuahua Chihuahua. mission. Trabajar. (laughs) Trabajar, Chihuahua. Chihuahua bred a lot of great Empower reps that are still here to this day, so stoked about that. Um, After your mission, you played basketball at the collegiate level. This is a big deal. He played for multiple teams every year. It sounds like you you kept on improving and moving around and advancing because you kept getting better. Some uh, accomplishments that McCord has is while playing ball in college, he was actually the junior college basketball player of the year in his league. So that's pretty cool that in his league. Is that D1 or what was that? What was the league? So that was the year before. So um, division ones are four four year schools. So I was at Idaho State, which is a division one school after my uh, sophomore year, which I played at a junior college. And my sophomore year, I was the I was the NWAC player of the year. Dude, that is so sick, bro. Dude, I'm casting my vote right now. I would say McCord is hands down the best basketball player in the company. Like, there's videos of this guy dunking on people, crossing people over. For his size, how agile he is, I would say he takes anyone to town that works at Empower. Just that's just my that's just my thoughts. Dude, I would put money on that 100. percent I would not bet against anybody besides McCord at this whole company when it comes to basketball. Or closing deals, to be honest. But so after that, like we talked about, McCord actually went and played D1. After being the best junior basketball player in his league, he went and played D1 basketball. Um, before he, But right before that, he got married and he moved to Westminster where his wife was playing. So you played junior college, you went and played D1, and then you got married, and then you went to Westminster to finish up because your wife was already playing there, right? Yeah. So you've had quite the history of being on teams, meeting new people, making teammates, making friends, working together. Though all of those experiences, in my opinion, are what help you be so good at this job. Moving around, moving high schools, meeting new people, 
then being on basketball teams, then jump around to different schools over and over again. Like that's a huge, huge opportunity to grow as a human being and develop your, your people skills, right? And your EQ and everything else. So after that, he, after he finished up school, he graduated in computer science from Westminster and you were forced with a hard decision. It was either go sell solar or go play basketball overseas as a professional player, right? Or take the safe route in Utah and use your degree. I mean, you had three different options and everybody wanted you to do different options, right? Dude, talk yeah. me through that time in your life. Like that's an insane time. Most kids, when they start working for Empower, honestly, they, they might not have another option. They don't right? have much going on. They don't have much going on. Whereas McCord, you literally left big things to come here, bro. Yeah. I remember having a good conversation with my friend Gilbert Warner and I remember telling him that I, I did. I felt like I was drowning in opportunity because I had some job offers in Utah, uh, playing basketball at the pro level. Just to be able to say that I had done it was, you know, a goal that I had set at a very young age. Um, you know, but really, you know, I empower uh, in a lot of ways was, was, was the best opportunity. And, you know, some things change when you get married. I still have a lot of friends that are playing overseas and um, they have a lot of fun. I, I think the perspective changes a little bit when you get married. And I mean, those job opportunities that I had in Utah, um, you know, they weren't bad, but it definitely wasn't close to the money that I knew Kaiden was making. And, you know, just from what I could see, I could tell that Empower was going to be big and it, I, I was starting to... St realized that, you know, solar was a gold rush out in California. And I was in a place where I just wanted to work hard. Uh, you know, wanted to felt like I could do a little bit better than the salaried positions that my degree had gotten me. And, you know, I just had the energy and the appetite to go out and just do a little bit more, you know, I was young, wanted a, a more entrepreneurial type experience. And, you know, that was what I was praying for. And, I, I got it, you know, it, it was in power and, uh, yeah, I dove in and haven't looked back and it's been great. Dude, which is so cool because at the time in power was so small. It was so small. There's, you were probably the 20th rep here or something. I don't know exactly, but you were for sure in the teens, I think, or late teens, early twenties, as far as rep count goes. And now we had 500 almost working last week. So you were here at the beginning and you could still see that vision and it has paid out for you. I mean, after graduating college, you came to Southern California, you started selling and you've been here ever since. What's crazy is you ended up making so much money your first year at Empower that you decided to stay and not go play basketball, right? You felt like the opportunity yeah. was just as big here as going to play overseas, which is nuts. Yeah. I mean, the money doesn't really compare, right? Um, but I do, I, I, uh, I had things lined up. It would have been a team in England. I was um, talking to the coach and the assistant coach and um, yeah, things were really lined up for me to go out there and I was gonna make a little bit of money and they were gonna pay for me to get my masters. Um, but yeah, that, that first summer, it was just, you know, I did, we all did really, really well. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was a hard decision to make, you know? Um, but no, it's, it's a good decision, dude. And we'll jump into a little bit more after this too. And bro, ever since that first summer, you have been on fire. You have crushed it. Here's some accolades for you. Like 
Every single year, McCord has ended on the top 10 install list. Every year since your first year at Empower, you've been on top 10 install list. That's a big deal, dude. Um, you're constantly selling at a high volume. You sell clean deals. This year alone, you have 20 installs paid out and many more in the pipeline. You're currently tied for third place for top installing rep race. And you've almost qualified for every single trip or every incentive Empower has ever offered. I was going through everything today and you have literally almost accomplished or gone through every single incentive. Wow. All the trips, all the cars, all the team incentives, like you've won almost everything. On top of that, you are developing as a leader right now. You've ran multiple teams and now you're a divisional manager. Throughout this whole process, you've crushed the doors. You've done very, very well. And something we're also going to talk about today in the podcast is investing because you have done amazing things with the capital you've created through solar. Like it's so, so cool to watch what you've been able to do with the money you've made. So I think everyone needs to hear about that. Um, as far as I know, you currently own a couple million dollars in real estate, which I'm super excited to hear about just from what you've done the last three years here. I know that you bought every single one of those properties since starting here at Empower. So that's a big deal. Um, you're a family man. As I mentioned before, you're married. You got married while you were in college. So it's been about five or six years and you now have a baby, dude, a new baby girl born last year, right? You got it. And so how old is your baby now? Like seven, eight months old or something? She's going to be a year this month. Okay. A year. Time flies, dude. Yeah. So we know you're busy, dude. There's so much going on between sales, being a husband, being a dad, doing everything else, doing your real estate, your investing. So I am so stoked to have you. I'm ready to jump into some questions. I am ready if you guys are. Dude, do let's do it. Let's get into it. The first question as usual is about the sauce. So the question goes, McCord, what do you feel like your secret sauce is? This could be any tips or tricks that you feel like you've learned that separate you from the pack. What's your secret sauce? Okay, let me clarify this question a little bit. Do you feel like just in terms of like me as an individual, like within my personal life, what separates me or do you feel like, or is this question just about my performance in the company? A question to the question. All right, dude, so. Oh, what I a salesman. Th a dude. question to the question, bro. <laughs> I think, I think there's a, I think you're separated from the pack in so many aspects of your life. The job is one, you're on the top 10 list, dude. You're, you're top, you know, five, 10% of the company, which that's huge, but also just in your life, dude, you're, you're genuinely an impressive person where you're very educated. You have a, you have a solid education and degree. You're very talented at, at, at athletics. You're very driven in so many other aspects, dude. I think this is going to have to be, you're just gonna have to answer both. What's your secret sauce in life as well as what's your secret sauce with the job? Thank you, man. That's high praise. Yeah. Um, I, I'll start with the job. I think, um, I think kind of what's, I mean, to put it really quickly and briefly, I really don't think there is a, a secret sauce. I think the secret sauce that makes me, um, successful here is not my own. I, th I think it's, you know, Brandon, his marketing, the penetration into the solar industry, uh, just his ankle. It, it's so, I mean, I've been in solar a long time, so I've seen the way other companies approach people. I've seen their, their door pitch. I've seen the way that they go about their business. And we really are very, very distinguished. And I know for a fact that if I were at any other company, I wouldn't be half as successful as I am here. And that just, that's just because of, you know, Brandon's genius, right? So I'm very aware of that. I really don't think that there's anything special about me. I think anybody can go out there and as long as they understand the metrics and they understand, 
you know, how to fill the funnel, what numbers they need to hit. Anybody can go out there and sell, sell 50 deals in a year. Um, you know, empower, everything is so dialed in at this point and the managers are, are so good at, at training and helping and um, empowering the individual rep to be successful. I really don't think it's myself. The vehicle's already there. You gotta just pour gasoline on the fire. It's really as simple as that. Um, for me, as far as like the effort that I put into it and I mean, staying consistent with working hard every single week, um, I try to forget about the money. I, I mean, it's cool to get big paychecks, but that, that really isn't my focus. Um, what I've found is that the more I focus on, um, I mean, for one, I, I really believe in um, solar. I think it's a fantastic product. I think especially out here in Southern California, it's 100% a no-brainer. And I really, 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 truly believe that. And when I approach somebody and I sell somebody, I'm not doing it to, to make a paycheck. I'm honestly not thinking about the money that I'm going to make. I'm thinking about helping this person escape from being jerked around by Edison. So, you know, having that mentality of like, okay, I have a great product and I'm, I'm 100% helping people with this product. It prevents me from getting burned out. I don't get burned out. Um, and with each new with each new deal that I close, I just feel more energized because it's 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 another person that you know I have helped take a step you know towards you know just a little bit more independence. You know, it, I, I've helped them make a good investment, and I feel really good about it. So I don't get burned out. That allows me to work. Um, I think maybe a little bit more consistently than some reps that are just like, if it's just a pure financial goal, the, uh, you know, the motivation to just make dollars is very fickle, right? You need something a little bit deeper than that. Um, as far as like what I've done, like investing and things like that in other areas of my life, um, I wouldn't be able to do, I, I have a very, very, uh, wonderful wife who I, I would not be where I am today without her. Uh, we're very, very much on the same page financially. We have very similar goals and we've stayed very disciplined about our spending. And that was something that- Pause, story. Let's talk about this. Hold on, McCord, real quick. <laughs> story from McCord. Dude, this man right here on camera does not spend money. It's insane. The, the amount of savings and the amount of dedication this guy has to like save is unreal. This dude spent his first year knocking in these shoes that had holes in them. Straight up, had holes in him the whole year. He had like you could full on see his big toe hanging out of his shoe the whole first summer because he just didn't want to buy new shoes. Not because he didn't have the money, dude. You were like a well over six figure earner that dude, year, like well over six at figures, at least three hundred grand. That yeah, year. <laughs> like at least. hundreds of thousands of dollars. He would not buy new shoes, dude. Weirdest wow. thing ever. He looked like a homeless dude out there selling deals. That is. <laughs> I remember when I'd come to the office to see McCord. He's like, yeah, dude, just bought 14 houses. I'm like, what about one new shoe? Like a new pair of shoes, dude? Like, no, man, got a new real estate. McCord, before you get into this other thing, another word that you said that really stood out to me and just hearing you say it um, just brings back memories of just like dealing with you and being with you is, is independence. You said something about how you care about people's independence, but I think one thing that motivates you just in general in life is your independence. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are what we like to call a lone wolf. I always tell people that McCord is the type of guy that you could just put on an island by himself and he is going to make money. Like he's going to figure out <laughs> a way to, to make money and thrive, right? 
he doesn't need a team. He doesn't need people. He doesn't need anyone. And it's very unique. Like for McCord to be that way is, is different for me. Like I need a support system and a group behind me. And McCord doesn't need that. He's just an independent guy that does his thing and works super hard. And he's very self-motivated and driven that way. So once you finish up your story about investing and stuff like that, like we got to get back into that, or maybe we should do it now. Tell us, tell us what makes you that way. Like what, what in your head makes you so independent or wh- why are you that way? Dude, well, McCord, real quick before you jump into that, <laughs> I hope that every single rep in the company listens to this. Because right now, just this morning, I jumped on a call. I was with, I was on the phone call with a manager that was having a struggling office. Classic story, right? And he said, man, my guys are just so burned out. We've been here since February, right? And then I hear guys like McCord, you've had, you're in the hundreds of installs, right? Like you've been doing this for years. You've had hundreds of installs. You have more money than 99% of the reps at Empower, right? More assets than maybe 99% as well. And you're like, yeah, dude, I'm not burned out. I'm just independent. So like, I think everyone needs to take this serious. Like whatever this guy says, it's not just like throwing stuff at the wall. Like this is legit. It's worked for years on end. So I just want you to have that intro because you deserve that, dude. All right, dude, what do you got? Um, yeah, as far as the, the motivation thing, um, I really do think it's what I said. It's solar is a great product. And if you feel yourself getting burned out, it's, I really do. I think you're focused on the wrong things. Um, you know, solar, it, it, it really, it really is a great product. I don't know. I feel like I'm like saying this again, but it really is a great product. And you know, you should have a strong desire to help people and don't worry about the money. Let the money just be a byproduct, right? This is another thing that I was very aware of when I took this job. Well, the reason I wanted to be in door to door sales is because I knew it would, I knew it would refine me. I knew it would be very hard and I knew that to be successful, it would force me to develop a lot of weak areas of my life. And it it was just that right there, that reason right there was just as important to me as the potential money. So embrace that. Make those your reasons why. Let the money be a byproduct. Focus on developing yourself as a person. Focus on your integrity, your professionalism. Um, Focus on, you know, being able to make connections with people. Focus on being able to create urgency and bring value to people, right? Focus on those things and just the, the money will come, right? But focus on yourself and like Brandon says, sharpening that saw, that's what it's about. I care probably more about those things than I do about the money. And so if I get a, a paycheck, it's like, great, I got a paycheck, but that's not why I'm out here, you know? Um, I'm out here because I, I really believe that doing this hard work and you know being involved in this entrepreneurial experience it's it's molding me and it's it's um refining me into a into a better person and that is you know it's a bigger reason why for me than than just the money is that's sick i didn't that's so cool i think i think something that oh what's up go ahead no so you had you had another you had another question um i can't remember what it was but I do. I did just want to finish the, just the comment about my wife. Cause I think this is important for guys to hear. Um, yeah, my wife's incredible at helping us with our financial goals and we're very much on the same page. One other thing that Gilbert Warner told me when I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm probably not going into tech. I'm probably going to take this job doing door to door sales. And what he told me was like, okay, well, you know, you're, you're trading off a little bit of trajectory 
um, in tech in the tech space for some higher earnings. So make sure you have a plan for your money. And he was, and that that's always st- stuck with me since the very beginning. And my wife and I put you know our heads together and we made a plan for the money. So when the money did start coming in, it was like I wasn't tempted to go and spend it on other things because we had a very clear plan of hey we want a real estate portfolio of this size because you know this is going to give us the financial freedom that we want but we had a plan for it right and i think that's important that's something that i i think i see a lot of like younger guys especially maybe struggle with a little bit is not having a clear plan for how they're going to spend their money and if you don't have a plan in place for what you're going to do with your money I mean, the money will, it'll just disappear. I'm sure you guys have noticed that, you know, for sure. Dude, I think that also is a reason that burnout happens, right? Because it's so easy to make a hundred grand in solar. It's so easy. It's easy to make 60 grand, 70 grand. And if you're a younger guy and you've never made 70 grand in your life, and that's the most amount of money you've ever had, you have it. You have no plan for that money. So you just let it sit in your account. You feel like a rich person when you're really not a rich person, right? We all know that that's not a lot of money, but that's how you feel when it's your first time. And then all of a sudden it's really hard to go knock that door. Whereas McCord, I mean, you're always broke, dude. You're the richest broke guy I know because you always are investing your money. And so there isn't really an option for you to stop because you don't have any money because you've invested it all. So you've got to keep working. It's like this weird will that you're on, right? Yeah, in a way. I think that's what yeah. I think that's what financial freedom feels like, dude. It's just 100%. financial freedom doesn't feel like financial freedom until you decide this is enough is enough, right? For sure. <laughs> so you decide it, to live. It doesn't really it never really gets to that point unless unless your passive income is where you want it, right? And that's kind of the goal that McCord set early on is like my passive income needs to reach this level before I'm I'm done chasing Mario coins, For sure. right? And that's Mario. a phrase that McCord always says is like, when are we going to be done chasing Mario coins? And we used to have those conversations all the time about, is it 12 million? Is it 10 million? Is it 20 million? Like we'd always get into like, is it chartering private flights? Is it getting your own plane? Mm-hmm. What is it? When are we done? And I'm sure McCord has that. Maybe he's found that now more McCord. What is it, dude? When are you done chasing Mario coins? Let us know. Um, Dude, for me, it's just being able to provide a good, life for my family and just, you know, having the freedom to be there. You know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a private jet guy, you know, buying that Tesla was, it was hard for me because I'm not a guy that, you know, particularly cares about, (laughs) you know, my image, like my dad has been a good example of me for that or to me for that. You know, he, you know, always did a good job of just living, you know, beneath his means not spending money on things that go down in value. And that's just been ingrained into me from a young age. Um, I, I don't know, like as far as the exact number, like it just, it, it just comes down to the lifestyle that you want to live. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a flashy lifestyle kind of guy. You know, I just, I want to be able to do cool things for my family. I want to be able to have the freedom to be there when they need me. You know, I want to coach their sports teams and just be there for them when they come home from school. And, um, so it's, it's, it's not a very big number, you know, <laughs> but to be uh, honest, McCord's probably almost at that number. I'm sure. He I is. mean, McCord's close, which in turn makes me want to pivot this. We've talked so much about the financial freedom aspect, the individual growth aspect, how to avoid burnout, which are also valuable and things that reps want to hear and want to learn. 
But let's talk about how you made all this money, right? To be able to invest. You are a master on the doors. You are a master. Like, honestly, you are probably the most efficient rep at Empower. I don't want to say that I know that because I don't have data backing that, right? But as far as I can tell, you are a very, very efficient rep. When you work, you knock doors, you pull bills. When you pull bills, you close deals. When you close deals, you install those deals. Like there's just no like what if and or but about it. When McCord works, he makes money. So let's share some of that secret sauce, dude. Like yeah. the question I had for you is how do you set appointments? What's your pitch like? What are some general tips you have for guys on the doors? Because right now at Empower, there's a lot of new blood. A lot of people are trying to get out there. They're trying to have the same four-year experience you've had here. Yeah. Where you make hundreds and hundreds of thousands, invest it, whatever it is. So let's talk about some tips and tricks you've learned over the years, dude. You said, like you yeah. said, the first two weeks for you weren't easy and now you're a different guy. So for sure. I remember when, so when my youngest brother was, he was going into high school, right. And he was on the basketball team. And, you know, I think there's a, a, a switch that gets flipped when you kind of start liking girls. Right. And as a basketball player, you realize, Oh, if I, if I'm the, 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 the guy on the basketball team, you know, that'll get me more girls. So I remember, I very vividly remember one day and so you guys know, my, my younger brother, Asa, he's a way better basketball player than I am. And he, it's hard I remember to believe. <laughs> my, my youngest brother came to us and asked us, he said, I mean, I was at Idaho State at the time. Asa was playing very well at Slick, which is one, probably the best Juco in the, in the country. But he asked us, you know, how do I do it? How do I get good at basketball? Right. And Asa told him, he's like, or I think the question was like, how do I be confident or how do I get good? And. Ace's answer was very profound and it was just that it's earned. It's earned. There's no way around the hard work, right? So yeah, right now I'm able to go out and close one of every 15 doors that I knock, right? Every 10 people, every probably less than that. It's probably every five or six people I talk to, I, I can probably get a close, but it's earned. My first summer out here, no one, you know, I was lucky to be in Kaiden's region. Kaiden was very, very good. At, I mean, it was just a well-oiled machine. And I mean, we worked our asses off and there's, there's no other way around it, you know, uh, working all day long, Monday through Saturday. And I worked like that for a year and a half, two years before, you know, I kind of got to where I am now where it's like, you know, I, I just, I kind of know how to, make the same amount of money with less hours, but it's earned, right? There's no way around the hard work. You got to go out there. You got to pound doors. You have to get tired and push through it and you got to just keep grinding. You know, there's no way around the grind. Um, it just mm. is what it is. Um, what was here's the other a, Here's a more there? detailed question for you. Like what are those, McCord, what are those telltale signs that you see when you knock on a door, someone answers yeah. it? How do, you, how do you know that that's the one you're going to close and install? What is What are those signs? Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm usually looking for like uh, someone that, I mean, that's a good question. There's kind of a lot of things. Um, what I always tell my reps is that when they first start knocking, they'll get excited when they pull a bill that's like 600 bucks a month. Right, they'll get super excited, and they'll be like, "Oh, how much is this guy's gonna bill gonna be on solar?" And it's like, "Oh, he could probably be like two hundred bucks." Oh, so he'd be saving four hundred bucks a month. That's sick. Like this guy's gonna close. It's gonna be a thirteen kilowatt system. That's great, right? 
And if, as you guys know, who have been around, like selling someone an $80,000 loan is it, it's hard, right? Those bigger systems, there's a lot of, a lot of things that can go wrong. So it's, it's a much harder sell. So what I tell my reps is that, Hey, you're not, we're not looking for big bills. We're not looking for domestic rates. What you're looking for someone, you're looking for someone that is open to hearing about how solar works. Somebody that is open-minded to it. Okay. Um, that's what I look for when I'm knocking. I'm just looking for someone who is, who hears my pitch and my pitch is exactly what Kaiden's pitch is. And I'm just looking for them to be open-minded about it. Okay. I've sold people who have an average monthly bill of $20 a month and I'll go back and I'll tell them, Hey, the minimum system size I can give you is 70 bucks a month, but you're going to have all this extra power. You're going to have all this added value to your house. And you know what? That guy's open-minded to it and he's, he's down to do it there. You know, I've had plenty of, of people like that, that they like the investment of solar. They like some added value to their house. They like their monthly bill working in two ways where it's getting them their electricity and it's adding value to their house. If that money just goes right back into the pocket, into their pocket in the form of more equity in their solar system. So that's what I tell my reps when I'm out knocking for doors, I'm just looking for open-minded people, right? The people that, pay a thousand bucks a month and they're like, no, I'm not doing solar because there's a lien on my property or whatever. Like, okay, dude, I'm sorry. I like, I'm not going to waste my time with someone who's closed minded to it. You know, dude, those are some good, that's a good advice. I want to ask some super, I want to just pop off some questions back and forth real quick on knocking because you're a vet and what you're great at is this. When you're knocking, do you knock every door? <laughs> um, it depends. Uh, yeah, usually, usually I do unless I mean, the sales rabbit data is pretty accurate though. So, I mean, if it says it's a renter and there's a bunch of toys in the yard and the place looks like the terror dome, no, I probably won't knock it. <laughs> then you skip that one. Okay. And, also, it also and when you knock. Yeah. Sorry. It depends on the time of day too. In the evening time, 100% hmm. hit every single door. If you're knocking in the morning or in the mid afternoon, kind of awkward times when not everyone's home, you're probably okay spot knocking, but I don't usually knock during those times anyways. I, I try to make sure that my best knock is between four to eight o'clock in the evening time when I know everybody's home and yeah, I'm pretty much hitting every single door. Okay. And on every door, you're using the same pitch, same thing, same story, every door, right? I've tried, we have a rep here, his name's Juan Ochoa and he's just a much better salesman than I am. So yeah, he can go around and he just says, Hey, I'm just running reports for solar for people. I've been saving them anywhere from 50 to a hundred bucks a month. And he sells a lot of deals that way. I've just found for me the, the best pitch I've tried it all. And the best pitch is just the pitch that we all have of Kaiden. I stick to that word for word. And you do it every door. No questions asked. Every door word for word. See, I think right there, that's a little nugget that all rookies need to hear. There's so many rookies that I've talked to that say, hey, I just want to try a different pitch today and tomorrow and the next day. And I'm like, you don't even have the first one memorized. <laughs> like we shouldn't like be adding new pitches to our repertoire when we don't even have one. That's just not a good idea. And even you, like a veteran here, you use the same dang pitch every time and it works every single time, right? 100%. Yeah. How long does that pitch usually take you? Are you in the doors for 10 minutes, five minutes? Oh, if you're no pulling way. their power bill, how long are you there? I, I move, I move very, very quickly. I, I try not to spend 
a lot of time. And I feel like people appreciate that. I think that's something that people respond really well to out here is that when I come up to the door, I'm not coming up to the door to be your friend. I'm not going to talk to you about your truck. That's not what I'm there for. Um, my approach is very, it's just very quick, short and professional. I get right to the point with people and they appreciate that. So it probably, it, it probably takes me, I mean, I've never timed what my door pitch is, but it's probably not more than a minute or two. And I'm, I'm very, very quick about it. I don't waste time. Awesome. And when you come, when it comes to scheduling, when you do pull a bill, do you schedule that for a same day? Do you try and do next day? Do you have any scheduling guidelines that you kind of live within? Yeah, I usually schedule it for the next day. I usually schedule it for the next day. I've just found that when I try to do same days, sometimes the customer feels a little bit rushed. However, there have been times like um, if I find somebody that's signed up with Sunrun or something, at that point, I know that, hey, this guy's already sold on the idea of going solar. With those people, I'll tell them, hey, if you guys have a few minutes right now, um, Sunrun's a great company, but I'm usually able to save people several thousands of dollars with the program that we do. Let me just go grab my laptop and I'll just, I'll show you some numbers for an, the exact same system size that you have planned. So I've interesting. Yeah. With, with those people, I'll, I'll, I'll just go get my laptop from the car and I'll do it right there. And then you walk in and let's talk about that for a second. There's a lot of guys that are transitioning to closers. When you go in the home and you actually sit down with somebody and close a deal, do you use the deck every time? Do you have a certain procedure that you go through? Or do you just, now you've been doing it for so long, you just kind of talk to them? What's, what's it look like for you right now in home? Yeah, I, I love the slide deck. I absolutely love the slide deck. Uh, I think it, it, it helps so much to be able to kind of set the stage and lay down some context for people. And I love the slide deck. I've timed myself, it takes me 10 minutes to go through it. So it doesn't take me that long to go all the way through it anyways. If they are hearing solar for the first time, I'll always go through the slide deck. But if, if I'm switching somebody over, chances are they probably know all that stuff already and it'll just be redundant to go through it again. So if it's a switch over, I'll just, I'll go right into some hard numbers with them. But if not, you're using the slide deck, you're building rapport, you're doing the same thing. Five times report, the slide yeah. deck, same closing questions, everything. Yeah, yeah, I am. It depends on the homeowner, of course. Some people want to be more friendly, but I, I mean, I just feel like people. I've had the most success keeping it super professional with people. So I'm sure I'm to the point. You know, I've got something good for you. Um, if you want to have some small talk, I'll have some small talk with you. But I, I. I you also got to be another thing you learn too is like you got to you got to maintain control over the conversation, right? If you let them start just going all over the place with the conversation, it, it can be hard to, you know, pull the reins in on get, them if you just let get them back on track. Yeah, yeah you got. Did I think the resounding thing with McCord is is he is very composed, very precise, very calculated in everything that he does in general. And so like, I wouldn't doubt it if he already has his whole year mapped out, like McCord right now with your trajectory, where you're at your top three in the company, what is your end goal here this year? What are you, what's your plans? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish this year with this job? Yeah. Um, you know, I, right now, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big real estate guy. My goals are, um, you know, my, my financial goals, honestly, guys, they're, they're a little bit, you know, I've got, I've got a daughter now and, um, 
my number one goal is to make sure that my wife feels supported and that she's happy and that my family is taken care of. But after that, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to get into one more property this year. Uh, we're kind of in an interesting place with where the interest rates are. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping to, so I've, in the past I've, I've had, I've been able to get some properties under market value by just being able to be a cash buyer and just finding sellers that need a quick sale because they're trying to, you know, 1031 into another property somewhere else and they need a quick sale. So that's probably going to be my strategy this year, but I don't know if I would, I was really aggressive in the last two years. And I think this year, if I can just, you know, get one more investment property with all cash, um, I, you know, that's, that'd be a good year for me, honestly. Dude, McCord, how many properties do you have right now? I haven't talked to you. You are one of my favorite people to talk to in Empower. Like, I am not just saying that. You really are. And the reason for that is because you are always on the move, man. I love, I am inspi I'm inspired by you. Like, I'm always racing you to get more properties than you. I'm trying to beat you. I can't beat you, dude. So where are you at right now? I'm at, I'm at six properties, six doors right now. Been there for a little while. Um... And uh, yeah, just waiting, waiting for the right one for this, for this seventh one, but I'm excited about it and I can, it's close. I can, it's, it's I can sense it, you know, nearing in, but, um, I'm going to, I gotta make sure it's the right one because prices are pretty ridiculous right now, especially in the markets that I want to invest in. Mm -hmm. You've gone soft, dude. This is the, this is not the McCord I know. This the McCord, <laughs> the the McCord I know is buying four properties a year leveraging like. <laughs> everything doing this and that Wearing somehow in his shoes yeah. so that he could buy four or five but no dude that's that's what happens when you have kids i guess <laughs> a little bit yeah priorities change dude let, another, give us a little bit more insight yeah oh, go ahead no another thing too is like i mean i i love real estate as an asset class um honestly i so i've got six i have mortgages on four of them but two of them i own outright and everybody's different, right? And everybody needs to find their own propensity for risk and things like that. Honestly, I love. I know you can leverage other leverage the bank's money and do all that. You can, you know, make more leveraging more money. But for me personally, those properties that I own outright, where I don't have a mortgage statement and it's just two thousand dollars of income every single month, those are by far, by far, my favorite properties because there's no stress, mm. right? There's no stress. If, if my tenant just decides to up and leave, it's fine. I, I have zero exposure because I own it outright, right? And my other ones are fine because, you know, they cash flow and I'm, I'm not overextended at all. But, man, those properties that I own outright are by far, by far my favorite. So it's just Dude, it's, it's so people, right? Sorry, bro, guys. it's so sick that anybody, anyone could come to Empower and become Jacob McCord. Like not a knock on you at all, McCord. You are amazing. But the fact that you can come here and you can make this money for three or four years and you could have six properties too. Totally. Like anybody could do that, right? 100%. 100%. I think it's funny how, I mean, just the last comment to finish things up here, but like, I think it's funny. I'm like, hey, McCord, what's your goals for this year? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking more like install solar goals, installs. Goals, solar goals, but like his mindset and everything is about financial freedom, totally. which I love. And I think that's been embedded with McCord for, since day one. Like he's thought financial freedom. That's why he's been such a good fit for our culture here. Um, but McCord, without thinking about properties and financial freedom and stuff, 
what is your install goal for this year? Call your shot, point your yeah. bat. What is it? What do we need? Sure. Yeah. At the start of the year, I, I put the number of a hundred out there and I, I wrote it down on my wall and everything. I don't think I'm going to get there. Um, I, I thought I'd be able to do it. Just sell two clean deals every single week. Um, I don't think I'm going to get there. Uh, so I don't know. I'll probably end up with, you know, probably 50 or 60. But the goal, Dude, the goal you have to install more than that, McCord. You did 75 last year, just so everybody knows. Or I don't know if that was two years ago or last year. You did 75 installs or around that number. I did that. I did that my, right? I think my first year, but my first year I had a full, I had a full year. I'll probably do around 75. Um, that was okay. my first year, but I had the full year. And then my second year, my daughter was born halfway through the year and I had to take a lot of you know, that took a lot of, took me away from the, from the job a little bit. I'll probably end up around 75 again, but that's probably not out of my wheelhouse for this year. I just want you to know McCord, your first year when you were here, we didn't have a rookie of the year award, but you would have won rookie of the year. I just want you to know that, that you would have won rookie (laughs) of the year. It just happens. Sometimes you get shafted, but you would have won rookie of the year. hundred percent. All good. All good. Well, McCord, it's been awesome to have you on here, dude. We could talk to you forever. Like there is so many things I could learn from you and everyone could learn from you. If you're listening to this, we actually have another podcast with McCord about a year ago. It's a little bit rough. The technology wasn't the same back then for us, at least what we had access to. And so it was a little bit rougher, but if you want to hear more of McCord, jump on our last year's podcast. Maybe we could re-edit that a little bit and fix it up. But McCord, thank you so much for being on the podcast, dude. You have been awesome. Your secret sauce is there. It's dedication. It's, you know, diligence. It's financial freedom. It's investing. It's no burnout. It's working hard, earned. Like, there's so many things that I can take from this and be like, dude, I want to go knock doors right now. Let's do it. Dude, the resounding thing that comes up anytime you talk to McCord is he's a guy that bets on himself. Mm -hmm. He's the guy that believes in himself. He doesn't need outside support or help. He will do it on his own. And I love that. I love that attitude. And that's, it, it truly is inspiring. So thank you so much, McCord, for hopping on with us. Do you have any last words before we end? No, happy to guys. This was a lot of fun. Thank you guys. Uh, Empower has been an incredible ride the last, uh, the last three years. And I'm stoked to be here. It's been nothing short of a life-changing experience. So I'm super grateful Dude. for you guys as well. And I can only imagine the next three. We have a big couple years ahead of us for everybody that knows. If you know, you know, right? <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for enjoying another Sauce Podcast. Hope you all liked it. With that, we're going to wrap it up.